Hello, this is Lindsay. And this is Candace. Welcome to our lady parts. And we are not talking about our vaginas. Well, we are. We are talking about it today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm not paying to attention stop. to what I'm doing because I'm sitting here trying to like fix the controls on the um, like master board because Meyer pushed them all up and I didn't realize oh. it. So we probably sound really loud in the beginning. Sorry. I can I can edit it down. Yeah. Um, so Lindsay's at my house. Yes. Oh my gosh. This is the first time I've seen Candace in person since uh, March. March. I mean, March, it's the, the wedding. Time. Oh my God. The wedding that you did with me yes. on March 3rd. We didn't even really get to talk about it. No. Only. We'll have only. to do a podcast about the wedding that you did with me. Yeah, we will. But Lindsay's here at my house in my newly renovated office. Guys, and this looks so good. I know. It's not completely done, so we haven't posted pictures or anything yet because I want to get stuff on the walls and, like, pillows and stuff on the couch and stuff first. But um, we are back. We're recording together. We're having a special guest on today. You guys can probably hear Murphy barking in the background, which is maybe annoying, maybe not. <laughs> um, I don't know. But we're having a special guest on today. Her name is Megan. She'll be on shortly. Um, but we we wanted to do our intro and talk a little bit because we are back in the studio. But Megan's going to talk about um, the topic of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, we're going to let her talk about what she's comfortable with saying and whatnot. So I'm not going to give any details away yet. Um, but just know if this is a trigger for you or this is an episode you're not going to want to listen to, that's Okay. Um, maybe just yeah. go to the next one or, or a previous one, but just FYI today, we are talking about sexual assault and I hope that you're going to get some good information from this. Um, and then we'd love to hear whatever you, comments you guys have. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you guys just hang tight, Megan will be on with us shortly. All right, guys, we are back with our special guest, Megan, and she's all the way in California, Correct. Oh, no, you're fine. I have a feeling that lives outside of L.A., so I'm always like, does everybody live in L.A.? And then they <laughs> definitely don't. No. <laughs> All right, Megan, um, thank you so much for coming on and talking to us today. We have already told our listeners a little bit about what we're talking about uh, today with sexual assault and harassment and all of those dark roads. So we already mourn that it's going to probably be a little bit of a heavier podcast, which our listeners are no strangers to. And yeah, so if we wanted to just start by asking you a little bit about yourself and if you wanted to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for having me on. Um, uh, So uh, as you guys already said, you know, my name's Megan. Um, I guess I should just start off by saying what you guys already did, but um, I am a survivor of sexual assault. Um, My story is, uh, I mean, everybody's story is unique. Obviously, anybody who has experienced sexual harassment or assault, um, uh, rape, molestation, um, I kind of, when I say sexual assault, um, I kind of just group that all together as, you know, it's kind of like the overhead for any kind of, yeah. um, you know, uh, assault that, that can happen um, sexually. So, um, I am... Uh, well, I guess I'll just start. Um, I, yeah. was, uh, <laughs> I was I was seven years old um, the first time that I was sexually assaulted. Oh. Um, I was, um, it was a family friend. He was a neighbor of ours. Uh, he lived just, just across the street from me. And I really grew up with him. Um, 
you know, I, I you know, we had uh, holidays, parties, birthdays, um, any kind of celebrations. Um, my next door neighbor, myself, uh, and, and his family, um, or at least him, you know, we, we were always together. Uh, we went trick-or-treating together, you know, all, all of those things. So it was someone that we definitely were familiar with and my family trusted. Um, and my mom uh, was uh, a stay-at-home mom. And when summertime came, um, she decided that she was, um, you know, going to have him come over and, and watch us. Um, he was, uh, I believe he was about 16 years old when I was seven. Wow. Um, and, you know, just have him come over when she had to go to the grocery store or if she had a doctor's appointment, yeah. you know, very quick errands. Seemingly um, harmless, right? Right. Um, and again, you know, it's, when I tell this, it always sounds kind of weird. I mean, even, even if I think about it now or when I, not now, but when I was really starting to, um, to cope with everything, just thinking like, why, like, it's a boy, like I'm a girl, you know, like why, why would, you know, that, that just seems so weird now, but you have to think, you know, that was, um, I'm 31. Um, so I mean, when I was seven at the time, that wasn't that big of a deal. And two, it was somebody that, you know, was almost like family to us. Um, so I, the first time that something ever happened was at a family party. Um, it was actually my first communion. Um, and uh, he had uh, had me go into my parents' bedroom with him. And basically everybody else was outside, you know, for this party and he brought me into my parents' bedroom and basically asked me, you know, if I loved him. And to me, oh. as a seven year old person, the He's only thing 16? that I knew about love was Gosh. Yeah. yeah. And Sorry. the only thing that I really um knew at that point of love was, you know, like, yeah, I love you. you know, I have a seven year old your family. I have a seven year old daughter. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, then, then, you know, how a seven-year-old, you know, would react to that question if somebody, you know, do you like, yeah, you know, like, just like, like an aunt or uncle or anybody, you you know, yeah, I love you. And you don't grasp, you don't grasp what love is. You think you love, you love your parents, you love your family, you love your friends. Like our daughter has no clue, no clue about anything about an adult relationship and what it entails. Uh, which, I mean, I don't even think, I mean, I was dated, you know, when I was in high school, but yeah, I didn't yeah, know yeah. what love was at that point. No, you know I, what I mean? I, like, it's yeah, not until you, like, you, you know, you're much older when you understand that. I um, think you're well into I guess I'll 20s. add in that. Yeah. 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 Um, I mean, I think I'll even add at that point, too, um, that at seven years old, I didn't even know what sex was. Yeah, that's what I, I was saying. Like, my daughter know. has no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't you don't know any of any of that. You know, it's seven years old is still you know your child, the, mm-hmm. the innocence. Um, but he he had pulled me into my parents' room, asked me if I if I had loved him, um, and then proceeded to uh, pull his penis out of his pants oh. and asked me to touch it. Jeez. And I told him, you know, I was like, uh, like. I don't, I don't like want what? To, yeah, you know? like what? Can, That's so awkward for a child. Do, can we ask you? Que- is that okay if we ask you questions? Or, or oh, absolutely. So absolutely, you can ask questions. 
this is such a, I'm so sorry to ask this, but, uh, but this is what we're here for. No. Did, have you ever seen a penis before? I mean, have you seen your pa- parents? No, you know? Audrey has okay. never. I mean, I know some parents are super open about it, but I, I don't think that's everybody. Yeah. And we're not. Right. We don't have kids. Um, no, I, I might have, to be honest. I don't remember if I had ever maybe seen my dad at some yeah, point. Yeah, but at the point it wasn't. But nothing like, uh, I mean. I, different situation. I so you don't even think about it. So this is the first right. time. Oh, my gosh. So your first. I'm like trying to wrap. I'm so sorry. I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Your first sexual encounter was this 16 year old boy that you trusted just like. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay can't wrap I her can't, head around I it. I can't. Oh my God. I'm so. It's, I, I, trust me. I'm 31 years old and I just, I mean, it happened to me and I'm yeah. just recently I just want to hug you. Around it, so. Yeah. I just want to hug you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so hug. sorry this happened to you. I'm sorry that this is the reason that you found a passion, but I'm so glad that you did. Okay. So this, he, he whipped it out Ugh. after he asked you if he loved and, you yeah. when you're seven. What and happened next? Exactly. So, uh, you know, I, I remember being, you know, like just you, you, you freeze. I mean, mm. I, it's almost like you, you're just, you, I mean, I'm, I was seven and I didn't quite understand what was happening, but it was like, it, you're uncomfortable. So you kind yeah. of, I say you, but in myself personally, you know, you just kind of freeze. Yeah. And my daughter, and I was, I I, I'm like, literally just like processing like my daughter's thought process through this. And if it mm-hmm. would, like, that's just what I'm doing right now. And she is just getting into the point where she takes showers and she'll be like, okay, mom, get out. Like, before she gets undressed. Like, she is just mm-hmm. getting to that, like, hee hee like, don't look at me. I'm not dressed. Right. So I remember I just said, you know, I didn't want to. And he ended up grabbing my hand and forcing me to touch him. Oh. And, uh... That's something, you know, when you have like a trauma, um, a lot of times, um, and I can, I'll probably touch on this later too, but when something like that happens in any kind of trauma in anyone's life, whether it's a sexual assault or not, the memory is, is basically stored um, in different areas in your brain and your body. Um, so to this day, I can still physically remember yeah. how my body felt and how it felt touching him, like what that felt like. Oh, no, I, I so, get the feeling, PTSD feeling thing, totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, did this happen again? Or, I mean, is that it? You did to you? What happened after he asked you to touch it and he put your hand on himself? So um, after that happened, um, that was that was the first time anything ever happened. That was all that happened the first time um, when he was, you know, after I was able to kind of pull my hand back and say, you know, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He was, uh, you know, basically told me um, that when we were going to leave the bedroom and go back to the party, he said, you know, you said you loved me, right? And I said, yes. And he said, um, you know, so this is something that that we're going to keep as as a secret. He's like, you know, you know what a secret is. Secrets are something that you keep, um, especially when you love someone. And so that right there is really I think the I mean he 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 won at that point if you want to put it that way well yeah I mean Um, he was gonna win in that situation because you were seven yeah yeah so um I went back to the party you know and and I don't 
to be honest, I don't remember anything after walking out of that bedroom. I couldn't tell you anything else the rest of that no, day. No, you, you weren't. Um, but obviously, obviously, I know I, did, I didn't say anything. Um, so at, uh, that was in May, and I'm not even going to try and do the math in my head. I'm not a math person, but I was seven. Um, I had um, went on school break at the uh, beginning of June. And that's when my mom decided to, uh, every once in a while, if she had something to do during the summer, um, if, you know, my this neighbors... This guy was going to come watch. He was, he was going to come and, and, and watch myself and my sister. Um, and my sister was younger than me. She was three years old. Um, so when uh, the next time that something happened was um, when my mom um, had... It was, I believe it was the first time he ever came over to watch us. Um, my mom had left for, you know, to run a, an errand. Again, she was never gone for more than, Yeah, this know, was the 90s, though, right? So, two like, hours. Yes. Yeah. There's no cell phones, no, you know, it's not like I could have just called my mom and said, hey, come home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at that point. So, um, so I... That, that second time something happened, uh, I remember my sister was napping. Um, and so he had again brought me into my parents' room. Um, my parents' room was all the way in the back of the house. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what I was going to ask know. you. Like, why just, is it I, that he's, like, taking you in there? To be honest, it's, to be honest I don't quite know. I mean, the first the first time during a party, I understand. Uh, the second time, I don't quite understand maybe he's just like more comfortable in there like he knows he's not gonna get caught in there or something or it could be a power thing it's like not his house and the parents room is the room that's the room you don't the master bedroom you don't go in them you don't go in the owner's bedroom unless like invited that right anyhow Lindsay you walked into my my bedroom when you came into my house tonight totally off subject you know what that's different we're friends (laughs) I know okay I would never I've never been in there before I've just like peeked in (laughs) no I'm sorry that was totally off subject but no, you're good. Um, the laughter's good. You know, breaks up the it's obviously a, a tense conversation. Yeah, so. yeah. We it's tend to do that. You, we tend to do it. I'm sorry. That's how I cope when I. Yeah. I just like I can only handle so much heavy, and then I have to laugh because yeah, I'll yep. start crying. Yep. No, Ugh. I get it. Um, so I, can so I ask you a couple questions time. really fast? Yeah. Yeah. So how long did this go on? Did it just happen this summer? Was um, this years? Uh, no, it was just through a few months um, from that first event that May uh, at the party. And then a few. Uh, there was three more events um, during that summer. Did you ever decide at that young age to, like, tell on him? Oh, yeah. I'll, I mean, I'll get there. Okay, yeah. sorry. We're just, okay. We just were so no, interrupting. you're good. We're the worst. You're, you're really okay. Um. But yeah, so the second time he brought me into the bedroom um, and closed the door and and um, asked me to kiss him. Nice. Um, and so I I kissed him on the cheek, um, like you know, really fast, like just kind of like a like a peck on the cheek. Yeah. Um, and he told me that he wanted me. He said, "No, not like that. Like I want you to kiss me." Oh. And I I didn't understand that. Yeah. Again, seven. Yeah, You're seven. So I, didn't know. I said, you know, I you know that I had. I did kiss him and he said, well, I want you to kiss me on the lips. And I, you know, I, I remember just kind of looking at, like not really responding, just looking at him. Like I didn't understand. Um, and he had said that, um, he said, well, don't you kiss your parents? Like you love your parents. He said, you love me. And I said, I do. 
and he said, so don't, don't you kiss them. And, you know, for me as a young girl, like I would kiss my mom on the, on the lips goodnight, yeah. you know, like that was, that's how we did in my family. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like my, my dad, I don't think, but my mom, you know, so I was just kind of like, okay. And so he wanted me to kiss them on the lips and I did another very quick, like check on the lips. And he had pulled me in and Ugh. completely stuck his tongue down my throat. Yeah. Yuck. Um, and that was, that was it for the second, the second time. So it was like the first couple of times he kind of just was So like, he's just like warming himself up. Right. And I remember, and every time after he was, you know, would do something, he would always remind me again that it's a secret. It was our secret. Yeah. Um, that not that second time that something happened um, was the first time that I contemplated and tried to tell my parents. Um, I remember I would like my bedroom was all the way at the end of the hallway opposite of theirs. Um, and I would get up and I would walk to their bedroom when, I mean, this was like late at night. They yeah. were already asleep. Yeah. Um, and I would walk to their bedroom and then I would turn around and just go back because in my head, I just kept thinking that I was doing something wrong by telling a secret. Well, yeah. Um, So the third time something happened, my mom had left to go to the grocery store. My sister um, was watching something on TV. Well, we were both watching something on TV when he had come over. I was sitting on the couch, and um, my mom just basically, you know, told him thanks for coming over. She left. And as she wasn't even all the way pulled out of the driveway yet, and he got on the couch battled himself behind me and put his hand down my shorts. Oh. And in front of your little the, sister too. So she didn't she was sitting on the floor. Yeah, um, but still yes, she was so little she probably wouldn't even know. Right. Um she was sitting on the floor and she was, you know, watching T V. I do remember if she would try and like turn around, he would tell her to turn back around and watch the T V. Um but, you know, like she you know, she was so involved in whatever. I don't even remember exactly what, yeah. what we were watching, <laughs> but like she was at least so involved in that. And to be honest, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Um. You know, I didn't want her to ever see something. And my biggest thing, especially through the times that he watched us in the summer, was that I just wanted to protect my little sister. Like, yeah. I didn't even. It was at. It was at the point where, and I still to this day feel that like. I don't care what happens to me or what happened to me as long as she was safe. Yeah. Like I, I had that like that, that older sibling instinct, right? Like it was yeah. like your so, silver lining um, through the situation. Yeah. Um, but my mom was gone uh, for an hour and 10 minutes, hour and 12 minutes. I think I'm, I mean, I was staring There's a clock. Yeah. I remember just staring at it. And, um, and the entire time he had his hand down my pants. Jeez. Like in, inside of me the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as my mom pulled up, I remember seeing my mom pull into the driveway. And that was when he stopped and he went out and helped her bring all the groceries and stuff. <gasps> Ew. So, okay. Um, <clears throat> what happened What happened next? So that was another night. Again, I kept trying to go tell them. I, I couldn't do it. So um, the last time that something happened was um, the, the worst of it. I'll just heads up to that. Um, again, my mom had left, and I, I mean, it was like as soon as she left, every time, like he was like, you know, 
something was going to happen. Yeah. He didn't really waste any time. Um, well, he knew he could get and, away with it at this point. Mm-hmm. And he, I remember telling, um, as soon as she left, he told my sister she needed to go in her room and she needed to stay in her bedroom. Um, and um, she, was pl- she was playing with something in her bedroom and he said, you know, you need to go in the bedroom and, and stay in here and just don't come out. And he closed the door and um, had me, he brought me into my bedroom. He put me on the bed. Um, I remember being like, I like, I didn't want to be really kind of around him, but also one, not strong enough to do anything if I wanted to, I mean, a seven yeah. <laughs> smaller than him. And two, I was just really scared because this was the first time that like he really was very forceful. Yeah. Um, and basically just had me get on my bed. Um, he pulled my pants off and started to perform oral sex on me. Oh my gosh. Um, I don't remember how long that was. Um, I always explain it as like, like that airplane jet, like standing next to that, just that loud, like white noise kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just in my head. And it wasn't all of a sudden I heard my sister say something. I don't know if it was my name. I don't know. I don't know what she said. She yeah, said but like something. snapped you out of something. Whatever she did, it made me look over and it caused him to stop. Um, and I remember just getting up and grabbing my sister and going in her room and just closing the door and staying in the room with her. I don't remember grabbing my shorts. I don't even remember if I got them back on. Um, I didn't realize until I was already in my sister's room that I was crying. Mm. Um, and so I just remember, um, uh, being, I mean, I just stayed in there. He didn't try and come in there. He didn't, nothing else after that. We just stayed in my sister's room. My mom came home. I do remember him telling them that we were just playing in in her room. Um, he left and that was the night that I finally told my parents what had happened. Mm. And it took several, I mean, several times getting up out of bed. I mean, I got to the point where I would get all the way next to my mom, like laying in bed, her sleeping, and I would still turn around and go back. Um, and I finally told her and the, I started crying. And my mom, I remember just, my mom was very calm, which I think was, was good. Um, you can tell, obviously it was something that immediately like just hurt her to hear. Um, I remember, you know, and she just kept telling me, I remember crying and she was asking like if I was hurt. Um, and I remember just telling her that I was just, I I was worried he was going to get in trouble or that I was going to be in trouble because I told our secret. Mm. That was the thing why I was crying. Not even because I was like embarrassed or, I mean, at seven, I don't even think I knew if there was something to be embarrassed. I, I really didn't understand what was happening other than I knew it wasn't right because of how it felt. You yeah. know, I was uncomfortable. How secretive it was. Um, right. Um, and so I just remember the biggest thing was me being upset because I was telling a secret. Yeah. So how did um, your parents react? So my mom um, did ask me and she was I remember her being very calm, but also at the same time, like you can hear like the, like the panic in her voice, but she wasn't 
speaking panic. So like, if that makes sense, like she was very much like, you know, um, you know, it's okay. Like she just kept reassuring me. It's okay that you're like, it's a good thing you're telling me this. That shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, you know, and just really just asking me one, am I, was I hurt? Two, how many times it has happened? Um, I don't remember her asking me exactly how far it went. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure she did, but I, I don't really remember that part. Yeah. Um, and then I just remember her saying, um, okay, um, just stay here. Let me, I need to go talk to your, your dad. Um, and she went back to the bedroom, um, got my dad. Um, I was in my room, I believe at the time. Um, and I just remember, I don't remember her telling my dad. Um, she was, you know, obviously very quiet when she was talking to him. And the only thing I remember my dad saying, and I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on this. You can, absolutely. Was, uh, okay. Was I heard him like our green door slam open, and he and my mom saying, like, yelling after him and saying, "Get back here!" And he said, "No, I'm going to fucking kill him." Yeah. And my that's dad, how my husband like, would react to. Oh yeah. I think that's how anybody would, right? Yeah. I'm, or that's I mean, how they I should. Would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not um, that that's a good. And I remember my. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but um, I just remember my mom saying, you know finally getting him back in the house and saying, you know, the cops are on their way. Let them deal with it. You know, just get back here, (laughs) really. And and that night the cops came. Um, They, uh, I remember my sister and I watching a movie in my bedroom. And I mean, this was late at night. I don't know what time it was. but Well, I mean, you woke your mom up. Yeah. Right. Um, But I just remember the cops um my parents talking to them at the dining room table um a a cop um had kind of walked in with my mom my mom said that he you know just wanted to ask questions and that I wasn't they they kept reassuring me my mom my um I don't remember my dad even really talking to me which I would understand he was just so angry you know yeah um but my mom just my mom telling me even the police officer that talked to me just constantly telling me like I'm not in trouble that I did the right thing yeah um but they just needed to ask some questions and I just remember them you know that night just saying you did the right thing um you know we're gonna we're gonna see you um in the next few days and and we might ask some questions for you but just know that you're safe and that you you did the right thing and that that shouldn't be happening and I remember asking if he was going to get in trouble um, you know, that I, I didn't, I didn't want to be the reason why someone got in trouble. And they had just said, you know, that, that he was going to make sure that what he did was not right. Yeah. Did, um, did you feel safe when they were talking to you? Did you feel, did you feel like it was going to be I over? Think I, yeah. Yes. Yes. I think just my biggest thing was I just, I still felt like I did something wrong by telling. Yeah. That's because you're, I and mean, it you're took a good person. You can, you, you feel bad for things that are out of your control or just something that someone's telling you not to do, even though you know that's wrong. That just means you're a good person mm-hmm. inside. And that that's just, that yeah. sucks. So, I mean, that was, that was really that event. I mean, but there was, um, you know, I, I had went and spoken to the police a few times. Uh, my mom had taken me to my pediatrician 
Um, at that point, I didn't fully understand what they were doing, why I had to go in. Um, but I found out or was, you know, had the knowledge of later that my mom had taken me in um, and my doctor had to check for forced trauma um, yeah. to make sure that there was no penetration. Um, they had to, um, uh, or they suggested, my pediatrician suggested that my mom um, take me to see a child therapist, um, which was someone like he had someone he recommended. Um, and my mom did have me go. I remember going. I went to a few um, sessions. And, you know, it's in child therapy, it's, you know, I won't go into too many details, but it, it's very different than, you know, I'm not yeah. just sitting on the couch talking to them. Yeah. yeah they yeah. make it very much like a, just a conversation. Like yeah, as it's if like you playing. Like a teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just know that he was still a minor. He did not have to go to juvenile attention he had a um basically a restraining order against me or not against me like when you're a 16 year old you know what you're doing like you Mm -hmm. are fully aware i knew what i was doing at 16 they could have tried him at an adult at 16 right at 13 when that line starts to get it gets hazy Yeah. yeah i remember him saying that um or not him but i remember hearing at some point that and I don't remember if it was his parents that had said this um, or or what the reason was. I just remember hearing it that he had like recently like started watching porn or something. And so he was seeing these things. And so he wanted to like test them or whatever it was. Experiment on is. the one on the first child he right. saw? What? Yeah. So, um, but I do know that he basically got community service, and that, that was it. And that's he's just living his life right I, now, I, isn't he? Yes, and I continued to live. I mean, I, I when I went to, um, I, had, I would walk to school, obviously always with an adult, even before anything happened. But when I walked to school, I had to walk by his house every day. And I mean, I literally oh. saw it out my front window. Okay, so how do you, how do you, um, let's just walk through those feelings right now. How do you feel now? How did you feel having to walk past that? Was that traumatizing? Were you strong enough to be okay with that? I mean, what was that like for you? I always had that, like, terrible gut. Like it's just the like nervous, feeling. yeah. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, anytime I see that, still to this day. I mean, I, if I go, I don't live there. My parents do not live there anymore. But um, I do have friends that I will visit that still live in that neighborhood uh, or live that close by. Mm-hmm. And even if, to this day, when I still see that house, I still. I mean, it's not as strong as it once was, but it's still yeah. feel great. Yeah, trauma is still there. You know? It doesn't go away. Um, but I, I always wanted to kind of stay strong for my, my parents. I mean, I knew how bad it hurt them to know that that happened. Yeah. And I knew, I knew that they felt some sort of, of guilt or like it's their fault. Yeah. And I mean, still to this day, that's something that, that I, you know, they feel responsible for it. It it, it hurts me because it's not their fault. You know, it's, yeah. it's not like they left me with some, I mean, even if they left me with a complete stranger and nowadays they do background checks and stuff, there's still stuff that can happen. Yeah. Absolutely. You never know. You, you know, never know. Yeah. it was someone that we knew. It was your neighbor. So someone, yeah. exactly. Someone that like was just like family. So, so. 
Well, um, I'm, I'm sorry this has happened to you. I'm, I'm grateful for your story. I, and I've, you know, obviously we've seen movies and whatever. Yeah. There's so much content about it. But, and we see news stories and everything else. But I've never talked to someone that this has happened to in this way as a child. Um, so, Lindsay, sorry for interrupting you. This is bizarre, but I was probably close to Megan's age, probably around six-ish. And we had a family friend who had two boys that were much older. I think one was like 14, the other was 16 or something. And they caught the 14-year-old in a room alone with me. He was ne- he was never allowed to do anything, but he was trying to convince me to undress. I did not know but that. no, he never like did anything. But yeah. But even just that part... Let me tell you, that part I forgot about until probably about a year ago. Like, I completely blocked it out. Yeah. Because it probably just made me feel so gross. Just even him, like, saying it. Okay, so I have... But never, I, like, he never did anything. But just saying it, like, probably, ugh. I don't don't know how to comment, really. Yeah. It's crazy. People are disgusting. So the only thing that I was um, contemplating kind of throwing out there, but now that you've said that is there are like I if you go on um, it's called rain r-a-i-n-n rain.org um, they have a whole bunch of um, information on one if they have you know hotlines and how you can get help if you are someone that's been assaulted they have information on how you can help people that you know that have been assaulted They have statistics on how often it happens, things that they're doing to help minimize the occurrences. They have a whole bunch of information on there. Um, But I did take some staff off because I've never, I've never really been like when I hear something and you hear like the staff or something like, I don't, I don't really like think too much of it. I'm not like a numbers person, but when it comes to this, it's, I think it's just so crazy when you hear it out loud. So would it be okay if I read, if I shared some of them? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I am a numbers person, so you're you're speaking my tune. Okay. So, I just wrote down a few that like that, that really are like the standouts, and I think are the biggest ones for people to realize. Um. So, this is uh, just in America, so not worldwide. That those are different numbers, but in America, um, someone is uh, sexually assaulted every seventy-three seconds. Oh, and every out of that, every nine minutes is a child. Wow. I've got goosebumps. Um, so what you're telling us is that, hold on, let me, let me stop right there for just a second. We'll continue on. But what I, this whole thing, like I honestly, Megan, I did not know when we started talking that you were going to tell us the story of when you were a child. I really thought this was going to be like you in college. Yeah. Some same. guy coming into I really just already in my head knew your story and you have just, I'm, I'm such a crap. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. Lindsay's going to cry. Laugh together, Lindsay. Okay. But like, it's you okay, just, Lindsay. I'm, Lindsay cries. I'm trying to have a baby. Like this is, you know, Candace well, Megan's listened to all of our podcasts. So know. She knows you're crying. I know. I'm such a yeah. crap. <laughs> okay, that makes me but it's just like, it's really sinking in. It's like taking me this long to just adjust to that. This is a story we just heard from you as a kid. And, and all I'm thinking in my head is this needs to be a conversation you have with your children. This second they can understand anything and that is why it's so important i'm gonna step in right here Lindsay. that's why it's so important to teach your children the correct names for their body parts yeah yeah you shouldn't feel ashamed no 
Okay. So I two, just had to stop. Things. No, you're good. Two things. Uh, one, my story's not over yet. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're, no, you're, I wish it was. I mean, I wish it was over, but. She's like, just um, kidding. <laughs> and, uh, um, but the other thing when you're saying about kids is, um, so I have a three-year-old daughter and to, to be honest, I mean, even before, I mean, before I decided to get pregnant, I have always been terrified whether I had a boy or a girl mm-hmm. that this would happen like that it would it would happen to my child yeah that's fair um and so even at three years old whenever we do bath you know whenever she takes a bath um I I have her tell me what yeah. are your like what are your private areas who can see them who can touch them and then I make sure that I say you know can you touch somebody else's yeah. private areas, yep. you know, and, and, you know, so that she already knows. That it's I mean, wrong. three, it's I, just I part don't of it go into, you know, yeah. right, I don't go into, like, I, right now it's simply what are your private areas and what does, what do they mean? You know, what yeah. does that mean to And that they're yours only. And, right. Um, that's really good to know I feel like I I would never if we hadn't had this conversation I never would have known to do this and I have babysat kids I have washed kids this was never something to even come in my mind Mm -hmm. to talk about and this honestly is such this is so good to hear so thank you I'm very open Um, with my kids I'm very open with my daughters about like my body as a woman because I want them to like fully understand their bodies too. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> this is TMI, but Meyer, for that. Meyer, Meyer tells the whole world when I'm on my period. She knows. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was raised, I was also raised by a man who's very shy. Me too. So this never would have, this never would have occurred to me. Yeah. Okay. So let's yeah, my, go my, on. My, oh, sorry. You go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was going to say, my, my dad is very, you know, like, he's never, you know, he always, like, wants to be covered up and, and everything, you know, he's got, he's got daughter, he, he just doesn't want to, yep. you know, he's, he's going to be all, all closed up, yep. Um, you know, my mom was somewhat like yours, where very much like, you know, I have daughters, and they need to know, like, this, this you know, it's your body, you know, yeah. so very, very more, more open about it, and I don't know if that's, if that has to do also with, like, she had boys if that would be any different I don't know but I don't know I mean I'm the same way with my daughter my daughter this morning was you know I mean I go to the bathroom and she's right there yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that mom that mom thing where you can't really get away sometimes but so um why don't you go on with your statistics statistics and then we can circle back for your the rest of your story because now I'm very intrigued okay um so uh for for women, um, one out of every six women are victims to sexual assault. Um, one out of every thirty three for men are victimized. Wow, which um, is crazy because like you said, like one in six women. I'm like, yep, doesn't surprise me. But then you said one in thirty three so, men, and that's a lot. That's I I did mm-hmm. not know that. I did know a guy in college that was assaulted by a woman also in this they're in the same grade and it was like this huge conversation but no one really is like we all knew about it but no one talked about it 
Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, and then out of, if you took, you know, a whole, you took 10 victims, you know, and had them, yeah. nine out of 10 of them would be women. Wow. Hmm. Um, the other things are just um, uh, abuse. Uh, so any sexual assault or, or sexual abuse um, is almost always someone that the victim knows. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, a lot of people worry that, like, they're just going to be, you know, you know, taken off the street or whatever you want to say. But it's, it is almost always someone that, that the victim and the victim's family actually knows. Um, and the one that always angers me the most um, is out of, 1,000 sexual assaults, 995 assailants um, are walk free. Oh, my God. Wow. I, that one made me. <laughs> that one made me. Then, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And that probably, um, can, can we stop and talk about that for a second? Why do you, why do you think that is? Because I have my own opinions, but I would like to hear it from you. Um, I think ooh, I have a lot of a lot of reasons. Um, one is it is extremely difficult. I mean, I think now, you know, you have the Me Too movement and everything, which yeah. honestly is one of the things that, that sparked me. I mean, when it first started a few years ago, I was like, you know, I wanted to be that person who could yeah. write Me Too on my social media. And, and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, it, it, when someone is, Actually, I'm going to explain this the way my husband explained something to me, and it like really stuck with me. Is you know, sexual assault is is a difficult thing to talk about. It's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, whether you're somebody that was assaulted sharing your story or whether you're someone just hearing it, it's it's a it's a hard topic. And you know, my husband said it's it's always going to kind of be that you just have to break through that barrier because he said. I mean, think about how many, you know, how often do you talk about sex with people, right? Like if you're in a movie theater and you're watching something and there's a sex scene, you can feel at least that tension in the room because everybody there, even though it's a movie, there's that part of everybody that's like, that's a private act between somebody, like between people. Like, should I be watching that? It's You always have kind of that like, right. And when you add the fact that sexual assault is something that is not wanted, that is not, it's not, you know, you yeah, didn't along have with sex. that. Yeah. It adds a whole new layer to that. Yeah. So a lot of people, one, just, it's hard to talk about. A lot of people that are victimized don't, don't you know, they, they don't, you feel shame for it. I felt shame for it. Yeah. You don't, you know, I don't think you, I'm not, I don't think you shouldn't feel that way. But, but you do. Um, yeah. So it's hard to talk about. The other thing is some people, I recently um, found out that the number one question asked when someone calls into a rape helpline, the number one question is they will basically say, this just happened to me. Was I raped? Oh. It, because it's just something that like, it's like, like you're you afraid to happened. be wrong. Yeah, like like you're afraid that you're going to get somebody in trouble. That's the thing is like you are all, all it's all deep down inside of you. You women are made to feel guilty about it. Or or we're told we're too mm-hmm. dramatic. Yeah. Are, you're like am I being dramatic was I raped? Yeah. Because how many I mean, you, 
Yeah, that's like innate in us. Like we're told that's the we're how wrong. I freaking was acting the other day when I was sick. I was like, I'm overreacting. Why There's am I acting wrong. like this? There's yeah. nothing wrong with me. I'm being a big baby. Wow. Yeah. It's it's just so. I mean, there's that reason. Lindsay, when you also, were sick, nobody took you seriously. Well, yeah, I know. That's everything. I feel like that's with everything I with would women. Be the per- I would be the person that called in and said, "Was I right?" Yeah. I mean, there's there's that. The other big thing is to how do I explain this? To go to the police and and say everything. Um, but how humiliating you know, they're is gonna, that? They're, one is humiliating. Two, they're going to say, "Do you have proof?" Yeah. yeah. How do you have? I mean, like, oh, yes, you want me to drop my pants and show I'm you? Sure exactly. But like a lot of times, like, no, I don't have pictures or it, like, it's not yeah. something that you Sorry to pull out my it's cell phone. That, yeah. I didn't want him to so shoot me no in my proof. head after. Like, there's no, there's no proof. There you is know? no, you're so, right. There is no, there's nothing that was stolen. Like something was stolen from you, but it's not like, you know, a gun or a pencil or yeah. it's not a physical thing. It's very much what is not physical. It's There's, the opposite of that. Wow. Yeah. I never the, thought about the that. Other, the other thing um, that I like to say or, or point out that, you know, say, you know, you, you go to the cops and you explain what happened and you say you want to press charges. So you're going to have to, one, you get a lawyer. And you have to explain everything, start to finish, everything you remember, details, start to finish to your lawyer. And here's the and thing. You're go to the- here's the thing with that. Remember every single detail. I can tell you what. Why did I? Nothing even, nobody physically even touched me. I blocked that out. So how is somebody mm-hmm. who actually had really bad things done to them supposed to go back and relive that and remember that like detail by detail and remember that? What if they yeah. mess up once? So- so that's, that's, that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. You have to, one, you have to tell it to your lawyer. Then you have to go to the police and you have to tell it to them. Then you're going to have to say it again to the police and yeah. again to the police and again to the police. And then you're going to go to trial and you're going to have to. Or, I get you know, mixed you're, up you're telling an everyday normal story. That's real. So they're, you, what they're going to exactly. do is try to discredit you yeah. and, and make you so, yeah. a liar. Absolutely. So you have to keep repeating and repeating and repeating, right? Yeah. The person the the you know the one who who assaulted you that 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 victimized you all they have to say is nope didn't do it i didn't do that yeah so it's really they just have to remember to say every single time no i didn't do that but the one who is the victim has to repeatedly yes you did like over and over it and the smallest thing that you missed that did not line up with the last story i mean you just like missed one small thing they're going to say oh well you said this before but now you're saying that that you know yeah oh that is so no it doesn't infuriate you it doesn't infuriate me and you know what there's one more thing that my husband and i have talked about a lot so because he was in the navy and apparently in the navy it's really they take sexual assault so seriously and i agree with how they handle it if anybody even accuses somebody they're like kicked out yeah. And oh, it's it's a big thing. My husband was a Marine. Yeah. So it, it's a completely different world yeah. than here in the private world. And so he always talks about the injustice, injustice of that. And I'm like, but how else? How else do you suppose we do it? We have to take every single person that comes forward with it 
like it's true you cannot discredit them because that you know how much it took for that person to come forward yeah for you to discredit them on any level and that I mean I promise you I don't think I know one person in this world who would lie be like yeah I don't you did all of this to me all these different times and I have to remember this lie five times and tell it over and over again and humiliate myself over and over again to make sure I ruin your life? No. Exactly. That's why, yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. No, you guys are good. (laughs) It's like, no, I know, I get this. (laughs) 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 Okay, so, Megan, um, I'm going to ask you, was the time when you were seven... Have you ever encountered being sexually assaulted again after that by another person? Yeah, by two other people at two different times. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Okay, before you tell us about it, can you say, did they know that you were assaulted as a kid? Um, the, uh, the, the second time that it happened, um, I... I mean, and I guess that'll be in my story when I tell it. Um, I did tell him. Um, and the the third time it happened, they, they did not. Wow. That's not for any. I just needed to know that because for my own making a list of hate in my brain right now. you. <laughs> so tell us about briefly tell us about your your I want yeah you briefly kind of just wrap up your story just a little bit because I want to kind of get into Mm -hmm. some after questions and stuff because we're kind of coming up on an hour I know you warned us that it's going to be long we were prepared for that yeah um so why don't you kind of finish up a little bit and then um I have some questions for you and I'd also after I ask some questions like for you to go into what you're doing now Yes. Um, so, um, the second time, um, that I was assaulted, I was 12 years old. It was by a family member. It was a cousin. Um, and it was someone, I say it's a cousin or family member. It was someone that, um, was not close in that family. I don't remember ever seeing him before. It was like a distant cousin. Right, right. Um, but he was staying with my grandmother and we had went over to her complex to go swim in the pool. And, um, when I was inside, I was in the living room. Um, I was playing with a game and, um, and my, my sister um, was saying, my mom, my grandma, everyone wanted to go back to the pool and I wanted to finish what I was, the the game or whatever I was playing with. Um, and so my cousin said, Oh, it's fine. I'll just come back with her. I'll stay with her until she's done. I'll, you know, we'll meet you guys back at the pool. And the pool was literally right outside. Like you could see through her window, you could see the pool. Yeah. Um, And so they just said, okay, you know, we'll see you in a little bit. And as soon as they left, he made his move, got behind. It was, I mean, almost so similar to, the very when I was seven yeah, yeah. um he I, I was on the floor he got behind me and he stuck his hand in my bathing oh. suit and I again completely froze and he said he just said don't tell anybody and I said this has happened to me before I kind of know what to do 
Yeah. <gasps> like wh- what? Oh my. Oh, see that grosses me out because it's like he said good. N- like he like yeah. Oh, that grosses me out. In the thing, oh, I'm just I'm lost for words. I can't even form a sentence right now. So I don't remember how long. It's like who happened. in their right mind thinks that like yeah this this person that I haven't even really had a conversation with me. Who would think in their right mind, yeah, they want my hands all over them. They want my hands down their pants. Like, no. Um, he was also much older than me. I do not remember his age. I want to say he was either, like, just before turning 20 or very early 20. Yeah. Wow. Um, uh, so, still quite a bit older than I was at the time. Um, and... After that, we went, you know, we went and swam again. And then my, when we went home, um, my mom had invited him. It was his last night in town and she had invited him to come over for dinner. Um, so that, you know, it was kind of like a farewell thing. Um, and he could see the rest of the family. And, um, when he came over, uh, I was in my room watching a movie with my sister and um, one of my friends at the time. And I was laying on the bed. They were sitting on the floor, kind of leaned up against the bed. And I remember hearing him come in. My mom said, oh, like dinner's going to be ready, you know, shortly. You're welcome to go ahead. And the girls are in the room finishing up the movie if you want to hang out. And he came in got behind us in the bed or got behind me sorry in bed and continued again with his hand down my pants the force uh was very painful I remember freezing I remember like having that part in my head where it's like I I really wanted to do something to at least get so like someone to come in so that it would make him stop but I also didn't want to just like I hate to say this because that sounds like such like a a dramatic girl thing to say but I didn't want to make a scene yeah yeah I I didn't it's it's like we just talked about it's very like you were scared yeah so you 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 don't really want someone to know yeah, and it's already um, happened to you once. It so it's, happened, yeah, and so right. then it's like in your head, it's like, oh, am I crying wolf to my parents, like saying that this happened You're, to me again? You just, you, I'm, I would have discredited myself at that yeah. moment. I would have been like, what in the world have I done? So I cannot imagine. How that yeah. must have been for you when you're 12 when you're 12 trying to figure out what do I do because you I wouldn't I, I feel you I wouldn't yeah. I would have done the same I wouldn't have wanted to make a scene I would have been mortified too so I'm I'm so sorry mm-hmm. that you felt that way that you that you felt as a 12 year old girl that you didn't want to make a scene because that is not fair it's not fair to you yeah well so I, um I remember that um, my my mom had basically called out that dinner was almost ready, so you know, like for us to kind of get get our move on to come and and get the table, you know, ready yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. And um, I, you know, at that point, I was able to get up and I went to the bathroom and I pulled my pants down and I had blood, uh. like just, you know, not like I was. I did not ever have my period yet. So yeah. it was literally just from the force that he 
was using. What did you do? Um, so I stayed in the bathroom. Um, I remember my mom when dinner was ready and I knew that everyone was kind of already, you know, getting, getting settled down and she came to the door and kind of knocked and was like, you know, dinner's ready. And I just said, Oh, I was like, I don't really feel very good. Like, I, I don't think I'm going to eat dinner. And my mom said, are you okay? Do you need something? And I said, no, I, I just like my stomach's upset. I, I don't really just feel good. I said, I might just like lay down or something. And I said, I'll let you know if I'm still hungry. And, and she just said, okay, I'll check on you in a little bit. And, um, you know, that's something I was, a, I swam a, like, I loved to swim when I was a kid, but I was always known to drink way too much of the pool water. Like, so like, yeah. it also wasn't abnormal for me. I, like, I made sure that it was something that like, my mom wouldn't be like, oh my God, are you sick? Are you like, you know, it was like literally one of those, like you were in the sun all day, you drank a lot of water, like my stomach was upset, right? Yeah. Um, and I remember my mom checking in on me again and, and I, I stayed in the bathroom until I heard him leave. Um, I was in there for a long time. And I remember just telling my mom that I, you know, that I still just didn't feel good and I went to bed once he left. And I never saw him again after that. Did you ever and that tell time her? that I was in the bathroom, I didn't tell her until I was 17 or 18. Mm, wow. I didn't tell anybody. I told myself in um, the the bathroom, I'm like, I remember being so angry with myself because I let it, I feel like I let it happen to me again. Um, and I remember also thinking, maybe this is normal, which makes me sick to my stomach yeah. to think about now, but yeah. I really did think, like, maybe this is normal. Like, why would this happen to me? This must be something that happened. Like, I I, I really, like, I, I remember thinking on that for a while, um, that, like, maybe this is just something that happens, and, like, you know, it's not someone I see all the time. And then I also made a, made a promise to myself that I wasn't going to tell anybody like nobody because I just didn't want to put my family through the, I didn't want to see them hurt and upset again. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to go through the embarrassment again. I didn't want to have to keep repeating the story. I figured it's someone that, yes, he was a family member, but I had never seen him before um, that I could remember. And, you know, I wasn't, just if I didn't if I didn't have to talk about it anymore then it's like it just went away yeah um so then uh when do you want me to keep keep moving on yeah (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. I'm just we're just in shock this is just a lot to take in I'm sure so when I was 17 um I went over to uh my friend had um a cousin who was uh, of age uh, to drink. She was 21. And we wanted to just go and have a girls' night. And, you know, I remember I was just out of high school and I was like, you know, like, you know, I was that, that senior that was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink now, even though I'm not allowed to. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we decided yeah, we were going to have a girls' night and we went, went there, went over to her cousin's house and we were just supposed to have a girls' night in. We were going to have some drinks and hang out and just, you know, do whatever. <laughs> so yeah. um, we got there and her roommate, 
Erica was a guy and he was a bartender. Um, she was also a bartender. Um, so I think they worked together and he was leaving and then, um, found out like, Oh, you guys are just hanging out. And he's like, well, here, I'll make you guys some drinks. And so he made us some drinks and he ended up staying and saying like basically bailing out on the other plans that he had and decided he was just going to crash our girls night and continue to make drinks for us. Um, as the night went on, I was very intoxicated and, um, Did he roofie your drink? I honestly, I don't think he did, but I don't know. Okay. Well, I mean, I've had, a, um, in college, I had several friends roofied at a fraternity house and the difference in roofie and not just as an outsider looking in is you can have one drink with a roofie in it and you, it's like you had six or seven drinks. Like you, and, it, and you're, and it's more of a haze blackout than like, you know, when you're drunk and you black out, you're like, no, drunk, I've drunk, never, dr- I've never blacked out. Okay. Well, you're like drunk, 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 drunk. And then all of a sudden, you know, you, your memory stops at like a moment oh. with, with the roofie from what my friends have described to yeah. me. It's like a hazy blackout. It's like, it's, it's like, like in and out. It's like in and out, but everything's dark. You know, it's like, you know, you walked into a room, but you don't really know what room. You oh. know that someone's there, but you don't really know who. It's oh. very hazy. It's like, it's half. Oh. So if you might have, he might have so not roofied you. Yeah. I was, I was not. I mean, I, I also, I mean, I, I've never blacked out um, drunk. Okay. So, uh, but I was definitely intoxicated. I was also uh, a little more of a lightweight than the other two girls. So um, I was a little more drunk than they were. And I remember that we were hungry and we were going to get some food and then we also needed uh we ran out of um something with the for the drinks that we were well that he was making for us so they were going to go uh to the liquor store which was basically at the bottom of their apartment complex just in the corner so i mean they're not even going a block away um and so they went to go do that and i um when they were talking about that i was basically holding like leaning on their had a, an island or like a bar top yeah and their couch was underneath that and he had come up behind me and had started to basically put his hands on me Ugh. and I just kind of like again did not want to make a big scene but wanted to make sure like I'm not gonna let this happen to me again and so I slid to the side like the slid away from him and he slid right over and started to try and put his hand down my pants and I kept moving his hand away and then my friend said oh well we're gonna go get um some more some more stuff we'll be right back and I said well I'll just come with you because I I didn't want to be there yeah yeah and she said um you know she was like oh well like we're not gonna go far like maybe you should stay here and I remember just telling her, like, no, I, like, I'll go, you know. And I told her basically kind of, like, to the side, like, I don't really want to just stay here with him. Like, I'd rather just kind of come with you guys. Yeah. And she goes, oh, well, he's coming with us. And I was just like, oh, okay. Well, then go ahead and I'll yeah. stay back. Like, I just didn't want to be around him. Yeah. And, I mean, I didn't tell her why. I just said, like, I didn't really want to be left alone with a guy that I just met tonight. But, you know, 
Like I just kind of. Yeah. And so she said he was going with them. So they left. Um, I heard that, you know, they, they all left. And I just laid down on the couch. as kind of like a, oh, my God, that almost just happened again. Yeah. And, I mean, like a minute later, not even, I heard the door open again. Oh, God. He came back. And I back. sat up, and it was him. And I said, I thought you were going with them. And he said that he didn't. He said, he told them he knew, obviously, I was, you know, pretty intoxicated and didn't think it was smart to just leave me alone. So he came back. And he said, I just wanted to be with you. And uh, then he just got on top of me, forced himself on top of me. Um, I pushed him away with everything that I had. I told him no. I told him I didn't want to. I told him to get off of me. Um, I got louder. And he was twice the size. I mean, he's a really big guy. Yeah. Uh, just tall. I mean, a big guy. Um, and... He, I got louder and he took one of the pillows and put it over my face and pressed it down on my face so that I couldn't really breathe, that I was muffled. And he raped me. Oh, oh my God. Um, uh, I fought as hard as I could and with everything that I had until my arms literally just had nothing left in them um and I, I I mean I got to the point where I just I just couldn't I had literally like my arms would not allow me to fight anymore yeah um Did when you... he was go ahead no you go ahead and you finish uh, when he was done I just stayed there. I mean, the pillow was, he obviously was not holding it over me anymore, but the pillow was still over my face. Um, but I did not move. I was scared to move. Um, and I just remember laying there and I just closed my eyes and didn't move. And he picked me up. I still had my eyes closed because I just thought maybe if he just thinks I'm passed out. Yeah. He'll leave you alone. Like he'll just go away. Um, and I just kept my eyes closed. He picked me up. He brought me in his room, um, put me on his bed and closed the door. And I heard not long after that, my the friend, my friend and her cousin come back and he had told them that I had passed out in the bedroom mm -hmm. and little, I don't know how long after, because I did eventually fall asleep. Um, I don't want to say I passed out because. I feel like when that happened, I completely sobered up. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. was like, no, I mean, when that was happening, my body just went into like a fight response yeah. to where. Your adrenaline. Yeah, I your mean, adrenaline, it, it kicks. Yeah. It speeds up your yeah. whole system. The alcohol is processed quicker. Yeah. So I, um, I fell asleep and then I remember hearing the door open up again, like slowly, like someone was like, sneaking in the room so I kept my eyes closed because I was like oh my god please don't tell me it's him again yeah and I kept my eyes closed and um I had like was kind of laying on my back my hand was kind of off the, the bed and I like heard kind of like snickering like laughing and I felt something put in my hand and I heard like like a picture being taken 
<gasps> like the like when you take a picture like the you know yeah yeah and then um whatever was in my hand was taken off and I heard him and my friend basically saying like oh my god she's so passed out like she's so done and like laughing and then they left oh. uh, later on I found that picture I actually have that picture I believe it was on my friend's phone and I got it um and I know I mean, it really didn't occur to me until seriously, maybe a few months ago when I was talking to a therapist that he clearly staged and took that picture so that if I did press charges, yeah. he had, he had his proof to say that you were passed out. Obviously. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that's not proof that, and then, and if anything to me, and I know this doesn't necessarily hold in the judicial system, but I feel like if you're passed out and someone has, you know, sexually touched you in any way whether you're dating or married or whatever you can't give consent so if you were later to say like this happened I feel like you give up your consent and so that automatically to me is rape but that's me um and I feel very strongly about that but again like that's not how the courts work and he probably would have gotten away with it if you had press charged it pressed charges mm-hmm. unfortunately that's the cruel unjust world that we live in yeah so mm-hmm. megan you found us on instagram so can you tell us a little bit about your instagram and what you're doing now as we round what is the word i want to say it, uh, like wrap it up wrap it up <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was like i don't even know what word i'm trying to say <laughs> Um, yeah, so my Instagram is called me for her. It's me underscore for S O R underscore her. Mm-hmm. Um, I really started the page. Um, I made a promise to myself. I had, I had really started to fully process and start doing everything, really finally getting to a point of feeling, um, where I don't have the anxiety so much attached to that. Um, and, and just really understand and, and come almost at peace for what happened. Um, so I started the page um, after I did a full month of um, posts, uh, just personal um, posts, my story, sharing, you know, sharing my yeah. full story, uh, sharing stats, everything um, for the month of April, which is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. And I found out when it got to the end of April that I still had a lot that I wanted to share and to say um because you know when someone's sexually assaulted there's a lot more it's it's not just like it only happens to that one person uh it's like a a ripple effect you know it affects like it affected my family it affected my uh, at seven years old i was i i was no longer a child Yeah. yeah my childhood ended at seven um there's there's just a, you know, a lot. So I, I started that page um, and still, still continue to, to do it to really, one, spread awareness um, for, you know, everybody, people to understand more of it. I think that if you talk about a subject or talk about something, um, it becomes, it has less power. Um, so my hope is to really help people have a, a, a larger conversation and really start talking about sexual assault I would love it if when kids have to you know you have sex ed 
and they tell you about periods and reproductive and everything, I think that they really do need to start talking about consent and Absolutely. what it means. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, and that would obviously, I do feel that that should be something that's even talked about in elementary schools. Yeah. Obviously that would be a, a, a you know, more geared it's towards child. their age, yeah, but so that to, they're aware of it. You have to make it like child friendly. Well, this is what I have to say about it because it's a very, like we already touched on, it's a very touchy subject. I mean, watching a sex scene with my dad in the room is, Ew. you can, you can yeah. start to get the stress sweat. Yeah. You know, it's awkward. It's awkward. It's a hard thing to talk about, but the only way we're going to... But would you would you rather have, and this is what, I mean, I've even had to tell myself this, would you rather have that uncomfortable conversation to just talk about the assault, whether it's happened or that it could happen, or would you rather have that conversation hearing After. that somebody exactly. was assaulted? Yeah. yeah, no, I love that. That's exactly exactly what I want to say is that it well it's time to have a hard it's time to have the hard, uncomfortable hard conversation yeah. before you have to have a worse one yeah if we go ahead and tell our kids now if we if we take the taboo out of it and say no this shouldn't happen to you and give you that empowerment we can hopefully prevent it from happening yeah we can prevent it and if it does happen you don't have to sit silent and locked in a bathroom at, a tw- at 12 yeah at you 12 know, you don't feel the shame it's not your fault it's someone else should feel that shame the person that you know, hurt you. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like so, it's time so, to have that hard conversation. Right. So I started, it took me a while to figure out what I wanted to call my page. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm honestly, as a per, like just on my personal, you know, stuff, like I'm not a big social media person, but I know that that's kind of where you get, that's where her. you, you can connect with everybody, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. that's how I connected with you guys. So. Yeah. yeah. You connect with complete strangers all the time. Yeah. So me for her, the name was for a lot of things. Me for her was for me speaking out for that, that version of me that I was at that time, being that who I needed at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, you know, me speaking out for uh, a better future for my daughter and for the other young girls and boys that are out there. I know it's for her, but I mean, uh, it happens to boys and, and men too. Um, you know, me for her is just to, to, to speak up. And I think that this having more people come forward, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to, to take, you know, swallow that. There's all these conversations happening right now and it's taking people to literally share the most humiliating thing that's happened to them. Yeah. A very for people private to really thing for start them. talking. Yeah. Yeah. But also you have a large group of people that question them or think that they're just doing it for attention or that they're lying. Um, I think my biggest thing is if anybody ever tells you that they've been assaulted, you believe them. Yeah. Yes. I mean, what's it going to hurt if you believe them? And if they're lying, which I highly doubt that they would be. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. course, there are people that could, but I think that it's you always have to you have to believe them. That's the biggest thing is just having someone to if they're I guess I'll say this if they're confiding in you, that means that they trust you enough to basically tell you the most horrible thing that's ever happened to them. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, oh, and to have someone when I was assaulted at 17 when I did tell my my friend that was there with me when I told her the next morning what had happened that I wanted to leave she questioned me on it she didn't believe me yeah that's insane it is insane and that and so I never said anything for a very long time she took away it, so. when you question when you when you come in cu- curious with the wrong type of curiosity and you question in the wrong way instead of saying curious and like are you okay what can I do to help you if if you're coming in like are you sure like doubting you you she took your power away that day she took away your voice because in that moment you needed her to believe you because that if she had your story might you might have come out and things could have been different you know getting over it and getting on with your life might have been different if she treated you differently but instead she took away your voice and that is not okay and if you ever question someone don't say it don't think it in your brain you can think your thoughts but don't say it say come from a point of compassion come from a point of like you're believing them they're they're not going to lie to you that's not something that people do you know regularly it's more common for people to not be believed that are victims as opposed to someone lying and I feel like we need to take that someone's lying off the table we need to stop blaming the victim we need to stop not believing the victim we need to just it happened. It's true. What do we do now? Exactly. Um, I mean, I think that the the biggest thing is, I mean, I obviously I'm someone who has been, you know, firsthand affected by sexual assault. Yeah. But I also have, um, you know, friends or people I know who also have been um, abused or assaulted or harassed. And even even myself, you know, when you hear that someone you know um, and love and care for, when they confide in you and tell you that and tell you their story, you have that moment of like, oh my gosh, like, what do I, what do I say, yeah. you know? And, you know, it, when someone tells you, I think the best thing is honestly, don't just start talking. Like, don't be like, oh, what are you, you going to go to the police? Are you going to do this? Are you... Like, what, telling you what story, can I do to help? Exactly. Tell them, I am so sorry that happened to you. What can I do to help you? What do you need? Yeah. Um, yeah. And and just be there for them. You know, you don't have to, you know, constantly. I mean, obviously you want to check in with them too, but you don't have to constantly, are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay? You know, just yeah. just be there for them. Just treat them, and I don't know, I speak this from my own illness. You learn a lot when you go through any type of trauma. It's that you don't want to be thought of differently. I want you to still be my friend, but I want you to be my friend the same as if you saw someone slap me in the face. You wouldn't ask me a million times every day if I'm okay. If you saw someone hit me, don't ask me the same. For me, this is how it would be, but I do want you to still know that that's a part of me. It happened to me. That's my same That's outlook as miscarriage to me. It's like when, like, it's in that same thing where it's, like, taboo and stuff. It's like, yes, it did happen. Don't come and, like, bug me about it. And it's like, it's like yes, mm-hmm. you're a victim of, of any trauma. Yeah. You're a victim. This happened to you. But you don't have to live yeah, as Yeah, it doesn't I'm make still, you. I'm still living. Like, it's a part of you, but it does not yes. mean that it is you. I'm, a, I'm more of a survivor. You are a survivor, Megan. Yeah, you're absolutely. a survivor. You are, not a, you are not a victim. I hate that word, victim. You're a survivor. You have overcome and you have a life. You have a daughter. You have so much to be proud of and, like, thankful yeah. for. And... Now you're you're taking this trauma and you're turning it into a voice and that is 
Incredible. Huge. It yeah. is. It's incredible, really. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's, that's also what I'm trying to do also is just, I, you know, you, you share something and, and I've, I've said it on my page a, a few times, you know, when people share their story, I hate when people say they're just doing it for attention. Nobody no. wants that. No, like, no, you're doing it they, for they awareness. Really don't. They don't want the attention. You absolutely. Know, so, yeah. yeah. And no, that, that's, that's so, a great way. That's how I feel when I post about my brother and stuff is like, my brother did die from a drug, adu- like a drug overdose, but like, don't when I'm posting about him and stuff, it's not for that. It's, it's the wrong kind of, nobody yeah. wants that attention. It's bad attention. Yeah. You, you don't want, you want attention from happy things, not from sad things. You want people to be aware and cause change with yeah. bad, hard stories sharing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the other thing for my page too is just to also just be there for those people who, you know, maybe it has happened to that have not shared their story yet. Yeah. To know that they're not alone. Um, and that they don't need to. Know, when, if they're not ready to share their story, they don't need to. Oh, no. You absolutely yeah. don't need to. Yeah. Um, the other thing that, but I, that they're I'm not sure alone. There'll be like crit- criticism on because I've, you know, there's a lot of people out there that have their own opinions. But, um, you know, if you don't want to report it, you do not have to. Yeah. If you don't want to tell, this, this is your, it's your story. Yeah. So, um, you know, when, I think the other thing I, I wanted to, to touch on or at least mention is um, that those who are sexually victimized are at a higher risk for mental illness and addictions. Um, I mean, they're at a higher risk for anxiety, depression, PTSD, um, eating disorders, bipolar disorders, drug addiction, alcohol abuse, uh, suicidal uh, tendencies. I um, know out of uh, 13% of women that are sexually assaulted attempt suicide. Um, oh. I'm one of them. Wow. Um, wow. 30, I think it's, I think it's 33% at least contemplate it. It's awful. Um, I'm you know, really it really is either, something yeah. that I am too. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's just one of those things that, you know, it, it really, really does it's not like it just happens and it's over. It's it's a trauma, just like yeah. any any anything else that really yeah. happens. It's it's something that uh, the minute it happens, the second it happens, it it changes. Well, I want to thank you very very much for coming on and sharing your story with us. I know, um, even though you said that like you're used to talking about it and stuff now, still I'm sure it's not any easier. It's still such a tough thing to talk about and to share. It's such a vulnerable personal thing to like share with us so I appreciate that so much um and I definitely want our listeners to check out your Instagram and you had mentioned the website before that people can go to if they need um like support or help can you mention that again yeah it's um rain rain with two n's right and yes okay okay great um, Lindsay, did you have any final words or anything? Yeah, I always do. Okay, hurry, because I have to pee. Okay, we'll go pee. <laughs> I can end this. Oh, no, it's okay. Um, I just want to say, again, thank you for sharing your story. I know that this affects so many women, and we don't talk about it, and it is taboo, but it is time to have those hard, uncomfortable conversations to change the world. And so, Megan, thank you for coming on to our little podcast that yeah. hopefully one day will be a big com- podcast. Yeah, maybe hopefully not. we can get your story um, out there to more people because yes. it is important. It is important. Yeah. And and um, 
I'm going to send you a follow-up email probably tomorrow with um, stuff about when we're going to post this in social media and stuff. So, but thank you for being on. Thank you for taking time yeah, to do thank this. Thank you so and, much. Um, Megan, when we, no, thank you guys. When we stop recording, it hangs up on you. So I just wanted to thank you again so much for coming on and telling us our story and sharing with us. No, I really appreciate it. You guys, seriously. Thank you. All right. Thank thanks you. guys. Bye. Have a Bye. good night. All right.